Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, 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 we are back, we are back, welcome to Let's Chat, y'all, it is Thursday, and we're talking about it's lit. <laughs> oh, welcome, y'all. Welcome. I'm Miss Felicia. You know, I got my right hand, and most of the time, she is my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We are talking that talk today, y'all. Um, this is our It's Lit segment. Uh, we have, uh, hey, y'all. Did y'all know? that we are on Spreaker Radio now. Yes, we are on Spreaker Radio. We do our Mind, Body, and Soul segment on on Spreaker Radio. Make sure you guys are over there following us. Head over there. Check out our two interviews that we have on Spreaker. We are so excited. Uh, it's Lit is going to be our new uh, literary segment. Uh, we have some great guests coming in March. We have some great guests on tonight. And we're just really going to be talking that talk, y'all. We have uh, three fabulous guests, author Shaite Curry, author Saeed Salam, and Angela Taylor. Uh, they're going to be on today. They're going to talk that talk. We're going to have a good time in literature and life. Hey, T. Hey, Lisa, girl, how you doing this Thursday? <laughs> I am I am good. I am good. You know, I'm always busy. 
Um, but I, I have I have goals. Yes, you know. Sometimes y'all uh you know, I got that from I did from um Sarah Jakes Roberts. I say it all the time now. Sometimes y'all y'all don't need edge control, y'all need boundaries. And you know, I have to give set goals for myself to create boundaries and so I'm always working. Literally. I, I get up and I go into my office at 7.45 a.m., and I leave my office after midnight. And I said that uh, that's too much. It's too much. So I'm trying to set the goal of it's, it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> so I'm trying to set the goal of not working on Sundays. Um and then my next goal is to not work on Saturday, so literally not work on the weekends, which is kind of hard not to do Saturday because we do our pre-recorded show for Spreaker on Saturdays. But Sunday is definitely my goal. By the end of 2019, I will not be doing any work on Sundays. And just, just to give myself boundaries, you know. Sometimes your edges, you know, y'all know y'all don't act like y'all don't be in the mirror talking about some child look. Mm-hmm. You need some boundaries, and it's not just boundaries from other people. It might be boundaries for yourself. You need, yeah. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. Don't send me no inboxes. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true, Lisa. Once you find out that formula for not working on Sat Sundays, and eventually on a Saturday, please, please pass that along in my inbox, my text box, my <laughs> no box, my any box. You can get it to me, girl. <laughs> You know, I'm trying. You know, I'm on the seven streams of income thing, and I just believe that we have. You have to have seven streams of income. You can't just be dependent on one section or one thing that income is from. So this year, you know, on less chat, we have a lot going on. Just in our separate businesses, um, we have a lot going on, and I'm writing. So. I have my book that I'm writing. I'm, my goal is for it to be done in Jesus' name by January 2020. <laughs> but and y'all um, heard that, right? Y'all heard that we're gonna play this tape back. We're gonna hold her to that. <laughs> but y'all know, because y'all know, I've been writing this book for like two years. Well, I started writing it two years ago, and I get caught up in doing so much for other people because I'm always doing something for other people, but that's my job. My job is to push other people's brand, promote them, and, and do different things for them and pour into them, and I tend to be so out of that equation. So I've learned a lot just about writing. That's why we're doing this It's Lit segment. We're going to um, have so many different levels of writing and um the literary industry on here um, because it's important. I learned that a lot of times it's not just it's not just putting pen to paper all the time. You have to when you're trying to get into the mindset and and sit with your characters for a minute because you got to sit with them for a minute. You got to fill out in the words of Victoria Christopher a McDonald's application on each character, like sub character included, because you got to know about them. Um, I just learned that sometimes, like in my mind now, it's just different scenes that just keep popping in and out. So I'm always thinking about stuff and I have to keep my book nearby. I got to record stuff, 
because most of the time I'm at work when that happens. And even though I work from uh-huh. home, I do customer service work. So I'm, I'm literally thinking about stuff, a customer come on and their name. I'll be like, oh, I like that name. I mean, it's beef stuff. And so I'm learning. I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot that I share with my clients. I'm learning a lot just about writing as an author or becoming a new author myself. So it's an exciting process, but I am learning a lot. And I want to do this lit, it's lit segment because there are so many new authors and so many people that want to write and so many authors that have written, but they need to read those books. They need to replenish their brand. They need to, you know, do so many things. And I, I learned so much from the different people that I work with and I'm able to experience and I want to be able to share that with you guys, you know. And that's why we're doing that. It's lit segment. Mm. Well, like you said, Leash, no grass on my feet over here on this chat. Uh, we have so much going on individually as well as collectively, and the support is there, and you always got to show support, you know, even sometimes when it's not reciprocated, just to know that you put your best foot out there to support um, someone else. And with that being said, we want to welcome everybody to Let's Chat. My name is Tony, and I am joined by that phenomenal author over there that's, you know, y'all heard of, 2020, getting that book out. <laughs> yes, <laughs> On what it is that we do here on Let's Chat, because you know we always have some new listeners, some new eyes in the in the chat room, and we so appreciate you guys because y'all take time out of your personal time, your personal schedule, and share it with me and Lisa. So we appreciate that. But here on Let's Chat, uh, we love celebrating literature because we are readers first and foremost. You know, but not just readers, as you guys have heard from Lisa um, opening up the show. We have our hands in so many jars. And it's just a, a fun thing to do. We have people coming on sharing their passion, what it is that they are passionate about, because you never know who may be listening, and that passion may spark someone else's passion, and we love doing that. But we love to do it in a fun, intimate, and friendly environment. I guess come on and share their journey. And some of these journeys, Lee, that they have shared with us has been phenomenal. They didn't even mm-hmm. realize that they would end up on the road that they are, and we're appreciative of them sharing that personal, because that's a personal insight on what it Absolutely. is that they have gone through, and they really, really put it out in the, on, on, the, on the floors of us chat, and we appreciate them. So if you guys are ready, we're going to have a fantastic show. It's lit. It's lit Thursday evening, and if you have any <laughs> questions, don't forget just pressure one, and we'll bring you into the chat room. But if you're listening on on the internet or on the computer, you know you won't be able to to press that one. You're gonna have to call into our show, and the show number into the studio is three four seven two zero five nine three eight seven. We have three fantastic guests on tap tonight. Please, I'm excited as always. It's about to be lit here in the chat room. Welcome, absolutely. Everybody. And Tony just gave me an awesome idea. Thursdays are going to be known as It's Lit Thursday. So when we do our literary segments, um, we do author all the time, but the literary segments are meant to educate. And uh, we're going to be doing those on Thursdays. See, you gave me that idea. Boom, boom, right there. <laughs> right, teamwork, teamwork. <laughs> I like that. It's Lit Thursday on Let's Chat. It's Lit Thursday. And so, and Tony is a, you need one of them hardcore editors. I mean, hardcore. You mean, I mean like that 
that paper that you pour your heart, soul, and mind into, and then the teacher gives it to you all them red marks. Uh huh. Tony, that person. She give you all these red marks. She do it in love though, <laughs> but she got that hardcore red pen. But um, I, y'all, I, when I say stuff that's be coming to my mind, I we're gonna be doing a lot of things just on social media for its days. Keep your cyber eyes peeled. Um, Tony just gave me some ideas. See, my mind is always working. See, see, so I'm excited. Even when you should be resting, Lisa, it's working. It's working, girl. It is. It'll never shut off. My mind never shuts off. But we got a fabulous, fabulous show tonight. We want you guys to sit back, kick your feet up, and let's get busy. It's lit up here in the left in the chat room. We're gonna take a brief break and we're gonna be back with the dynamic. Yes, I said dynamic. <laughs> Saeed Salam. This is state of emergency. <laughs> bitches, 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 bitches. You want me to do? I'm sorry. I'm back. 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 Corporate love and hustle. Making money, hustle. Independent business. 24 struggle. On the block, hustle. Crooked cop, hustle. No sleep in these streets. 24 struggle. On the stroll, hustle. Tricking John, hustle. Working the pole. We got author Shaitae Curry, 
author Saeed Salam, and Angela Taylor is going to come in and talk that talk about her her nonprofit and things that she has going on. So I'm excited tonight. Well, first up, we got our fabulous dynamic guest. Yes, he's dynamic because his pen ain't no joke. Saeed Salam, welcome. Hey, how you doing? We are good. Hello? We are good. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Oh, thanks for having me. Yes. Yeah, so you got to let us know what you've been cooking in your creative kitchen, because I know you're cooking 24-7 over there. Oh, no doubt. You know, I stay writing. Um, right now, we're working on uh, Rotten Little Peaches. That's the uh, the latest little trilogy I'm dropped. Part one's already out. Part two's coming out on uh, March 1st, next Friday. Um, I got a couple collabs in the works. Uh, one I can't tell you about yet. It's a secret, but uh, it's a major. Oh, man. Major. Why you can't tell us? Why you can't tell us? We ain't going to tell nobody. Well, the ink hasn't been dried yet. You know how that is. So once, <laughs> once, once the paper's been signed, you, y'all guys will be the first I'll let you know. <laughs> we got to hold you to that. <laughs> That's what's up. But, yeah, basically, we, you, know, you know how I drop them like mixtapes, so we're just still trying to put out, you know, quality work and uh, keep them coming. He went old school. He's dropping it like mixtapes, y'all know. Y'all know no it's doubt. serious when you can drop like a mixtape now. I'm just saying. <laughs> no doubt. Now, for all of those that, that don't know the office, I.E. Salam, they have not had the, um, the experience of uh, your pen. Tell everybody a little bit about your literary journey. Uh, well, I've been at this for about seven years now, so I, I feel like an old vet now, but um, I've been self-published pretty much the whole journey. Um, I had a couple little uh, business ventures with other people, but I've always felt uh, working by myself has always been more more profitable and uh, just more advantageous. I like being my own boss. I like being in control of my product. So um, I've always been self-published pretty much, uh, and it's pretty much been working for me. Um, again, I probably have about 60 books out now. I do write full time, so uh, that's all I do is write. That's all I do is write. It's my passion as well as my uh, my career. So you know, we try to stay at it and try to keep putting out work. Wow, sixty books! Wow, that's phenomenal. Yeah, I, I, you know, I stay in the lab. I stay in the lab. Uh, I have so much on my mind, and, and you know, uh, life keeps throwing different opportunities for you to write about, and I try to, you know keep the social commentary coming. Uh, this is also my soapbox, my platform. It gives me uh, an opportunity to speak to, to the masses. And, you know, I always have something to say. You know, I want to be entertaining, but I also have a, a social conscience as well. I have a social responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think about the legacy that I leave behind once I'm, you know, gone. So, you know, these words will remain long after I'm gone. So, you know, it's just, you know, it's more than just a hustle for me. Mm-hmm. Now, sorry, this is Tony. I want to just go back onto something you just shared with us. You said this is your seventh year writing, and most of the time you have been self-published, but there were other times when you weren't. Were there any nuggets that you were able to take from those times that you weren't self-published and just to make that self-published more profitable, as you shared, you know, in control of your own product? What type of nuggets could, did you, were you able to glean from that? Well, you you just got to go hard. I mean, no no one should go as hard as for your product as you should yourself. So you should never sit mm-hmm. back and just uh, you know rely on anyone else to 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 grow your career and grow your brand. As authors, we are br- our own brand and we do manufacture our own product. So you really should want to be in control of that. Um, mm-hmm. So instead of trying to make some other publisher rich, I'm trying to make myself rich. 
No, that's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, you've been writing. What? I want to go back because a lot of people don't know your story. I want to go back to the first time you decided to pick up a pen. Tell us what was going on in your world when you decided to say, let me do this. Well, I started writing when I was probably about two. I got in trouble for it because I was writing on the walls, and my mom was like, oh, you, you, probably, you probably talk about, like, uh, actual books. Now, you know, literally, I've, I've wanted to write since I was a little kid. I mean, really, my mom reminded me that I wanted to write since I was three years old. So, I, you know, I've really always wanted to be an author because I was, you know, such an avid reader at such an early age. So I've always been amazed by books. I mean, I just, I'm just fascinated by books. I'm still an avid reader when I can. Um, so I, I, you know, it was just a natural progression. I'd love to read so much that I, that I had to start writing as most uh, authors are probably, you know, avid readers themselves. I don't think you could even do this effectively if you don't like to read yourself, if you don't love to read yourself. So. I think you're absolutely right about that. And, and how do you balance that? Um, because a lot of times, a lot of authors say it's hard for them to read and write, read, read uh, other people's work and write their own work. And so how do you balance that, those different nuances? Oh, I don't. I don't. I, I don't balance them at all. I just, I just write. Um, I don't read at the same time I'm writing because I don't want my, my own voice to be uh, uh, influenced by anyone else's. So I just I, when I'm when I'm writing, which is pretty much all the time, then I'm not reading at all, pretty much. I mean, I read self help and I read religious material. Other than that, but uh, as far as fiction is, I don't I won't read fiction while I'm actually writing. But there are times where I may shut down for a week or two if there's a book that I really want to catch, and I'm gonna go ahead and uh and read it. Like uh, my boy Shannon Holmes, he has a prequel to uh to a Be More Careful coming out, so yeah, I'm gonna shut down and read that. So you know, I, I don't do both at all time. I don't even try to balance it. Wow, he just shouted out my client. That's what I'm presently working on with my red pen leash. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> she awesome, though. She really is. And when you sit down to create characters, I know you put a lot of life, life experiences in your books, but when you have to create different characters, new characters, what is that process like for you? Uh it's hard to it's hard to explain. For me, it just uh, they just come to life in my mind, and then once I create the character and, and and their backstories and who they are, their personality quirks, it's like I really have no control over them after that. They they do what they're going to do, they say what they're going to say, and I'm just the uh, I'm just a vessel, just uh, reporting it. You know what I mean? Because uh, and I think that's one of my strong points is character development. I think once you uh you you know you should character should be uh an extension you know their their own entity. Where they, you know, they're gonna do what they're gonna do, and they're not gonna, you know, they they should surprise you when you're writing, and you know, mine's often do. So, you know, some of the things that 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 I write, I'm just looking at it like, wow, really? You know what I'm saying? Because uh, <laughs> the, the characters are so well developed, you know, they you know they take a life of their own. That is so true. You know, we're gonna. This is Tony. Um, sorry, we're gonna have to try to remember to to you know identify ourselves because we've been mm-hmm. told we sound so much alike. But that character yeah, do. development. <laughs> the character development is so key. And with that being said, how do you keep it separated? Do you have like a board and, and characteristics that you want your characters to portray or, you know, they, they just take on a life of themselves? Because without that development, sometimes you're just dangling in the wind. 
Well, uh, you know, like I said, uh, you know, once you develop them, they do take on a life of their own. So it's like uh, I have no control of them. I don't even try to control them. I just let the story take me where it takes me. Uh, when I first started mm-hmm. writing, I used to try to outline my books and just, you know, for map it out from start to finish. But now I pretty much just freestyle from from beginning to end and just let let the story flow. I mean, you know, it's, it's art. Mm-hmm. It should be creative. It should be it should be liquid. It should be you know fluid. So you you, you want to keep that by not controlling you know, the action so much. You have to let the story unfold as as it unfolds. Hmm. Absolutely. Writing really requires you to be patient. Uh, Patient with yourself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now, I have a question. You 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 write you write awesome books. You have a dynamic pen. Um, Have you you. thought about pitching your books to one of the big six publishing companies are trying to get um, publishing contracts, just going more mainstream with some of your work. Uh, yes, that's actually in the works. That's always been the, uh, the goal from the beginning uh, to uh, sign with a major. I don't think the major deals are, are as, uh, as big as everyone cr- thinks they are. Uh, just from what I've been seeing people going to majors and then going back to uh, indie publishers, so uh, just from what I know about it, but I mean, being signed with a major has always been my goal. It's still my goal, and something I'm, I'm actively working towards. So, yeah, we can look for that in the future. Mm-hmm. And what about books to film? Oh yeah, we got we got that in the works too. I'm actually in talks with several people. Uh, in several different states, we're, we're we're working on that right now. We, we have a few projects that we're trying to uh trying to get shot. So you can definitely look for a Saeed Salam movie here in the future. All right. Now this is Tony um Saeed. Now you have given us the the new title of your book because Leisha and I we are book bougie here on this chat, and uh, we're not ashamed to admit it. Now it took us a while for us to um <laughs> say it out loud. <laughs> okay. But, but, <laughs> Rotten little peaches, you know, we mm-hmm. put a lot of stock, um, Leisha and I, into our bougie-ness as far as titles, you know, the cover, the synopsis. How much time do you put into those things? Because you want something to, to grab your reader's eye, and you don't want them to pass by. You want them to take pause and take notice. So a title like Rotten Little Peaches, you know, that, that would grab my attention. But how much stock do you put into to the title, you know, the cover, the synopsis? And we even go so far as to say the colors of the cover appeal to us. Well, I mean, those are, you know, those are two different things. That's when uh, art meets business. You know, writing is an art. And the actual mm-hmm. selling of a book and the marketing of a book, that, that's a business. And art and business oftentimes do not mix. So you have to, you know, take off one hat and put on the next. When it came to Rotten Little Peaches, I actually pitched it to my readers group and told them what the story was about, gave them the subject matter, and let them come up with the uh, with the title. And uh, I mm-hmm. liked it. So uh, one of my readers, Lisa Moore, she came up with the title Rotten Little Peaches, and it actually fit. And it's a play on Sweet Georgia Peaches because the uh, the main characters in this the story takes place in Atlanta. So it was a spinoff and a play off the uh, Sweet Georgia Peaches and then just Rotten Little Peaches. And if you actually read the book, you'll, you'll see it's totally fitting. Uh, and same with the covers. I usually uh, will pitch the uh, cover design to my my graphic artists and uh, let them come up with it. And, again, I'll run it past my readers group because that's mainly females, and females are the, uh, you know, the, the consumers. So, I, you know, I take, the, I take their opinion on what we should use as far as the uh, cover art is concerned as well. 
Mm-hmm. I like that. Too. Mm-hmm. Now, you're a publisher as well. Do you have other authors signed to you? I know you didn't originally. Um, yes, we do. We have some more uh, work coming out uh, here in 2019. Kind of took a break to uh, focus on on my on my work and uh, some other works, but we're revamping uh, Black Ink Publications as well as Saeed Salon Presents. So you can look for some uh, some new dynamic work coming from us here in the in the near future. Um, I'm not publishing just for the sake of publishing or for the sake of making a, a dollar. I want to put out quality work, and I think that's what you're going to see the difference. You're going to see every everyone I put out is going to be you know, to my caliber. They're going to be writing the same type of books that I'm writing or, or, you know, entertaining type of books. So we won't just be putting out anything just to make a dollar. Mm, I'm glad you said that. Um, Yeah, because sometimes, you know, we can, as a reader, we can tell quality over quantity. and, And even if it's 99 cents, I want it to be a quality 99 cents that I'm spending my dollar on with my one cent change. And a lot of times today, you know, books are put out like, you know, laundry. You're doing laundry once a week, and sometimes those books can be put out once a week as well. And and I think it suffers for the readers because even though we want books, we want quality, like you say, and it's hard sometimes to even maintain that status as an author when you put out something as quick as that because those characters have to, like Lee said at the start of the show, those characters live with you. You have to become those characters each individually, well, and I don't think a week can qualify a quality work. Uh, I agree, but when you're spending 99 cents, uh, oftentimes you get what you pay for. Um, mm-hmm. It's unfortunate that the market, you know, it's unfortunate that the market has uh, uh, digressed or regressed to the point where we're selling our, our, our art and our craft for 99 cents, but, the, you know, it's again mm-hmm. where, where business meets uh, meets art because, uh, you know, no no author wants to write a, a book and put their heart and soul, and that's what exactly what it is, your heart and soul, and sell it for 99 mm-hmm. cents. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. You know. So we spend, spend less than a soul for, for a book. I mean, you know, kind of get what you get. <laughs> and especially, you know, since Leisha and I have been doing this, we have come to respect an author's pen that much more because we understand what it takes to put out a book. You know, as as a as a reader, before we did this, we always wanted to know when is the next book coming out? When is the sequel to this? But it takes time, and it takes a lot of time to put a quality product in the hands of a reader. And we so appreciate you guys for that. Yeah, thank you. And again, you know, like I said, it's, it's your brand and it's your legacy. So you want to, anything that has your name on it, you want it to be quality. You want it to, you know, uh, people to really enjoy it. You know, it's not just about making mm-hmm. a, a quick buck. Well, a quick 99 exactly. cents, excuse me. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Now, you know, here on Let's Chat, we like to do some fun things. And so we got something in store with you in a li- for you in a little while uh, here in the chat room. But I want you to talk about <laughs> a little bit about the future. If we were sitting here uh, two years from now and we were talking about what you have accomplished and the things you have uh, motioned and put into play. What are some of the things we'll be talking about? Well, hopefully we'll have the, uh, the killer movie will be in uh, on the big screen by then. Killer, dope girl, dope boy, perhaps rotten little peaches, revving cast. Uh, I have so many works that I would just love to see uh, on the big screen. So, I mean, that's something that we're actively working towards. Um, again, a major, a major publication through a, a major um, publisher. We're also working, you know, working on that. So 
these are these are some of my short term goals as far as the uh, literary uh, industry is concerned. Mhm. Nice goals. Okay, I heard I heard the killer movie. Okay, when was you gonna tell us about that? <laughs> Uh, just, just did. Uh, like I said, that that's in the works. We we have, uh, you know, we have we have people working on that as as we speak. Uh, that's been the one of the ones that they selected to, to probably be the first project. Again, it's not written in stone yet. Again, the ink hasn't been dried yet. So, you know, but that's something that we're actively working on. Um, not sure if it'll be like uh, how we're gonna shop it to you know Hulu or Netflix or or some you know some uh medium like that but uh it's in the works now what are some if you had to sit down with new authors uh, and you had to drop some jewels on them uh, i want you to get five jewels that you would drop on new authors and five jewels you would drop on a new publisher uh for a new author, I would recommend that they write every day. I mean, if you're going to call yourself an author, you should write every day if it's you know if you're going to take it seriously. Uh, that's some of the best advice I received. I don't always follow it, but uh, you should write every day. You should write mm-hmm. the book type. You should write the type of books that you like to read. Whatever it is that you like about about uh reading, you should try to make sure that your books have that element in it. Um, I'm saying it shouldn't be so serious. It shouldn't be. Time consuming. It shouldn't be. I mean, it was time consuming, but it shouldn't be stressful. You shouldn't have any stress writing a book. It should be an outlet. It should be fun for you. It should be, you know, your your, your passion. You should love to write. Um, yeah, again, just have fun with it. As far as the uh, publishers are concerned, um, I don't know. The publishers are doing really well out there. So I mean, I really can't advise them to do anything but keep doing what they're doing. Um, I would say to spend more time maybe on 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 developing. The authors, instead of just you know trying to make a turn a quick buck on them, you know develop develop the authors so they you know they're putting out better work. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that's pretty much it. Because I mean the publishers doing really well. You know I'm, I'm very proud of uh, these companies that you see that are selling major major books. So you know it's a really good look for the entire industry. So, mm-hmm. so they can be they I can like advise me. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. Spend more time developing the authors because. Sometimes, like you say, you don't you want to get in there and 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 like like I'm, I relate everything to sports because I'm a sports fanatic, and I was been listening today, you know, about Zion Williamson because he got hurt last night, and a lot mm-hmm. of people were saying they should shut him down, but the best development he can have to become a good or great NBA player is the development that he's getting under the one of the best coaches you know, college coaches. So you have to develop that talent in order to get to the next step. Everything in my head is sports related. I apologize to our listeners, but those that know Miss Tony, I love me some sports. But you know, that <laughs> development is key. <laughs> and and you and you know what you know because you know it, because you've experienced the development to get to that point. And also what you said about writing um what you like to read. I think that's one of the first jewels we've had in our jewelry box, please, <clears throat> excuse me, that um, an author has dropped because if you like to read it, chances are someone else likes to read it. And I like to read what I like to read. Right. If you're not having fun while you're, you know, while you're writing it, then how can the readers have fun while they're, while they're reading it? You know, you have to, uh, you, know, you have mm-hmm. to enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. You know, you should, it should, if it's funny, it should make you laugh. I mean, yeah. You know, so. 
I agree. I mean, sometimes I'm writing killer or YOLO, some books like that. They they literally have me in stitches. I mean, tears coming out of my eyes because, you know, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Uh-huh. That's a good thing. It's great. <laughs> now, you know, you know, Dope, Dope Boy is my book. Um, are we going to okay. see that on the big screen? Uh, that's another one that's been in, in the in talks. I mean, so as soon as we get something solidified, uh, yeah, I hope so. I like to, I'd love to turn all my books into uh into uh, feature films, not necessarily uh you know straight to web uh or or Amazon Prime or anything like that. I'd love to see something on the big screen. I, I mean, I, I take Amazon Prime or, or web series. I mean, that's a start, of course, and I would love to just get my products out there as far and wide as possible. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. I want to see something on the big screen. Well, we speaking it into existence right here on All the right. floor of Let's Chat. It's it's a done deal. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, Absolutely. Then. So now here on Let's Chat, you know, we like to do something a little fun with our guests, and I know that you you're gonna make this fun. Um, we're gonna we like to do live excerpts only because we have a lot of people that listen to the show, and they may not be. Uh, introduced to an author, their pen, and some people are not really readers, but they're just kind of getting into it. And so we like to be able to share our author's um, skills. And so Tony is going to give you some props. Now, the props that she gives you, you can create your own scene or you can place them the, into the scene of one of your books using characters or creating new characters, any direction you want to take the scene. Um, she's going to give you those props and you're going to do a live excerpt for for us and the listeners. I'm excited because mm-hmm. I know your pen, so I know this is going to be good. Alrighty. Okay. <laughs> well, at least, let's see. at least you didn't have a side like everybody else. They were like, oh, God. <laughs> I know. Whenever we get to this point in the show, site, everybody's like on their guard. They don't know what to expect from us. <laughs> but it's wow. all fun. It's all fun. <laughs> but we thank you first and foremost for taking time out of your busy schedule because we know you're a busy man and sharing it with oh, me. At least you're not here on this chat. Now, I'm going to give you some props. Now, I normally give you three. But because of your phenomenal greatness, greatness I think we're getting a little bit of feedback, please. And your great pen, I'm going to give you four. And the first one is because Lisa loves some blood splatter. That's the first prop. That's the first prop. The second prop is red dot The next prop is a shiny black raincoat. I'm sorry. We're breaking the line. I'm getting a lot of feedback. A shiny black raincoat. Mm-hmm. You got, and the other one is a massage table. And the last one is a chainsaw. So we want you to use those props in a scene and give us a live excerpt while we sit back and drink from our red cups and eat our popcorn. Mm-hmm. Oh, Be ready. I, 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 I couldn't do that. <laughs> Okay, it's a, it's a pro- writing, being creative is a process for me. I'm not, I'm just not like an off the cuff type of guy. I'm sorry, I judge. I'm kind of like, I have to uh, be prepared and, and and all that stuff. Oh man, I know, I know, I'm whack. I know, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> no problem whatsoever. That's okay. She got other creative questions for you. So okay. let's go, T. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. So we're going to switch gears up in here because Mr. Saeed had to be prepared for those questions. But, you know, think about that because uh, you never know. It may come back around when you come back here. Let's start talking about those movies that you got coming out. Okay, then. Okay, now, if you can speak to any type of animal, what would it be, why, and what would you say to it? If I could speak to any kind of animal. Mhm. Huh. I I don't know. Maybe a shark. Oh, a shark. You know, people like swimming. People, I probably tell it to chill. Stop biting people. <laughs> Nobody goes swimming to get eaten. That's a first release. We never had a shark in the chat room before. I haven't had a shark in the chat room. <laughs> okay, and I have another one for you. If you can write an anthology. And you can have three authors in it, dead or alive. Who would you pick and why? Uh, Donald Goins, first and foremost. I mean, because he's, you know, he's the king. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's, he's the, uh, he's the uh, role model. He's the standard bearer. So, of course, I'd, I'd love to do something with, with him. Uh, uh, next would probably have to be uh, Walter Mosley. He's probably my favorite author. Um. Probably James Patterson, I'd have to say. That was awesome. I, I, I love their work. Yeah, I, I love their work. I mean, I, like I said, I'm an avid reader too, and these are the type of books that I like to read. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I, like you know, I want to see see how I can match it with Don. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm quite sure. <laughs> I'm quite sure Mr. Next Up can handle that. I, I'm quite sure your pen can can handle it. We appreciate you coming to kick it with us in the chat room. We want you to shout out all of your social media uh, and where everybody can get your books and the dates for your new releases. Okay. Uh, again, I'm on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the usual suspects. Uh, I'm on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Uh, you can find me in your bookstores and your uh, local library. So if you uh, you know, you want to read some of my paperback books. I'm in most of the major library systems in the country, so you can go ahead and check me out there for free. Um, mm-hmm. My next release will be Rotten Little Peaches Part 2, and that's coming out next Friday, March the uh, 1st. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. All right. Well, that's we it. so appreciate you coming to kick it with us in the chat room, and you know that you are always welcome. We can't wait for these movies to come out. Uh, and I know they're going to come. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, we so appreciate you and continued success, Mr. Salam. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Have a great evening. Likewise, too. Thank you. Okay. I love when he comes into the chat room. I love it. If y'all haven't picked up a Saeed Salam book, make sure you have you have uh you go over to Amazon and grab that. When I say you mm-hmm. it's a delight, you will have you know, the first book I read of his was Dope Boys. And uh-huh. um I didn't I when I started reading I didn't really get deep into street lit. I did but I didn't. And mm-hmm. he had books are on such a different level. 
um, but they're very visual. And so he had this, like, I think the, the little boy was five, and he was doing all these things. And I was like, he couldn't possibly be five, but, like, his books are so vivid. Um, they bring mm-hmm. you into his world. They wrap you around, and you're just wrapped up in his pen, page to page. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's the one thing I love. I, I, I'm a bougie reader. And so a pen has to grab me. It has to captivate me. It has to hold me. It has to hold my mind and my imagination. Because if you, if you don't have my mind, I'm first I'm going to start flipping through the book. I'm going to go to the beginning and I'm going to go to the end of the book and I'm going to open the middle of the book and I'm going to see if I'm going to want to read it. Uh, so you don't have me by five, nine times out of ten, I'm not going to finish the book. Now, Tony, Tony might give you 20 pages. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to give you 20 pages because by page five, I can tell if because most of the time a pen has patterns because you have a signature mm-hmm. that you put in. And so most of the time I can tell if the book is going to be all over the place all the way through the story. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm, a, I'm just going to be like, oh, no, this, gonna, this is not going to work. And then if it's a book that I have to read, I'll take notes. <laughs> Which is worth <laughs> seeing a reader taking notes because it's like I have to uh, – have to remember things from the storyline but it's not grabbing me so I, I can't get right. into it so therefore I take right. notes to remember some of the different things that I've read but mm-hmm. I love books where I don't have to do that where I can just be wrapped up in that author's world and he is absolutely one of those authors we want to thank mm-hmm. y'all for- <laughs> go ahead Steve. No, I want to say, because some of those books, like you say, you can be so into it and you can recall every scene, every graphic scene years later because it just held you and grabbed you. And it's- I definitely agree. I definitely agree. We got our next fabulous guest into the chat room. I, I got to make sure I say her name right because y'all know Tony and I will jack a name up real quick. Uh, I don't know what it is, but we will, we will jack a name up real quick. And uh, (laughs) her name is Shaita. She even gave me the pronunciation, and I was like, thank you, because I can't name up (laughs) Shaita Curry. She's coming to kick it with us today in the chat room. Welcome. Hey, ladies. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello to you. Thanks so much for joining us tonight, bringing that energy, girl. Girl, you get about 10 good points from me because you pronounced it right. Oh, yes. See? <laughs> not even hard to teach the people. It's not hard to teach the people. How y'all doing? <laughs> we are good. We are good. Okay, so you got a lot to talk about today, but we want to talk about these books first. For everybody that's not familiar with uh, your pen, everybody a little bit about yourself and your literary journey. Um. I have been a lover of the written word since I was probably about three. Um, I used to write stories, make up stories at probably like around the age of seven. I didn't really get serious about it until probably about six years ago. Um, I released my first book called Santa Redemption um, in April of 2000 and. I want to say 13, yeah, 2013, um, the following 
year or so, I released my second, um, it was actually a short story, um, Vengeance Will Be Mine. Both of them are on Nook, Kindle, iBooks, wherever ebooks are sold. Um, I do actually have paperbacks of Sin and Redemption. I have one, two other books in the works to come out. Well, three actually um, in the works to come out. One is a devotional um, that talks about um, your relationship with God as your father. Um, the other one, give me one second. I'm sorry. Um, the other one mm-hmm. is um, this story. Like, <laughs> okay, so I have a tagline. Let me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it. I'm gonna bring it back. I have a tagline. My tagline is I write life's wrongs. And whatever in life could go wrong, I write it. From bad marriages to <laughs> I don't I don't know if I can see myself in a genre. And I know that you guys have probably heard that like a million times, but honestly, I write whatever comes to me. I think the only thing I probably haven't ventured into was sci-fi and horror, seriously. Um, probably not a fantasy stuff either, probably not. Um, but anything else that I feel like I'm big and bad enough to write, I do. Simple. I hail from the great old city of Chicago. I am the baby of the bunch, meaning my dad has two biological children, married a woman um, that has five kids. She's been in my life my whole life, so I do honor her as mom. Um, I'm the baby of all of those children put together, so instead of seven of us total, my mother has three sons and me. I'm the baby. Um, Of all of my grandmother on my father's side, grandchildren, I am the baby of um, all of those children as well. Hence the name, Last One Publications, for my publishing company. That's something that's very near and dear to me. Um, That's my signature, if you will. So um, I felt like if I could give my grandmother anything, it would be to honor her with that publishing company. Um, I am 45. I have three adult children, a set of twin grandsons, which I absolutely love and adore. Um, and I think, oh, and I work in the public housing industry, um, part of the liaison between the, um, property owners and HUD. So I'm pretty much that going between person and says, hey, you can't get extra money or no, you can't get extra money. So I'm usually the one that when they get the letter, I get the mean and nasty emails afterwards. And that's fine and fine. I don't care. Um, I know that you guys are probably like, what's going on? Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) Quirky and E.L., K.R. Bankston, I call her Quirky. Um, affectionately, should I say. I call her quirky. And, you know, um, Elizabeth LaShawn, we decided, like, literally just woke up one day, stretched. I was like, hey, let's do a different literary event. All right, let's set it for a day. Okay. And at that point, like, quirky is literally like the brainchild behind all of it. Like, she, have, have any of you all seen her in person? I know she's probably listening. She's about two feet tall, but she's got a whole lot of personality, like, packed inside of those two feet, and she seems like she's about 6'3", 
six feet nine. But no, she is actually wow. one of my favorite authors. She is actually one of my favorite people. Um, I am. I don't fancy myself a people person either. I, I, I either I like you or I don't. That's it for me. There's no gray area for me. Either we're cool or we're not. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to mm-hmm. try to figure it out, dilly dally. I don't have. To promise you, I don't. Um, but she is. She's actually she's one of the most genuine people that. Um, you ever want to meet. And so when we started putting it together, we get on these calls and, you know, most of the time between us, it's always laughs, but we always got to look, okay, all right, next order of business. After that, we break it down and start laughing some more. Next order of business. And so um, this is something that we feel like um, would serve the African-American community as far as writer. Um, one of the reasons why is because, we have a lot of writers that are so talented. They're so gifted, and their pens, when I say spit fire, like, it spits, they, they, their pens can spit fire. And so mm-hmm. um, we decided to do something that is different than any other literary event that anyone else has ever been a part of because a lot of times you know the urban people have their things. That's their thing. And, it's, again, it's no shade to anyone because we open ours up to everyone, and I'm sure that a lot of people do, but it's just that when, when, when urban whoever have their thing, every urban author and their mama and their grandmama and whoever else could fit in the station wagon, they're coming, right? <laughs> um, <the> station wagon. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. Y'all remember being in the back of that station wagon? Don't act like y'all don't remember that. I remember <laughs> that, that fifth body by the door, like, Lord, please don't let this door open. <laughs> but no, um, we know that we have a lot of kick-ass fantasy writers out there. They're underrepresented. And so we're saying, hey, look, if you feel like you're underrepresented, come on over here. We can get you some representation right over here. You know, show up. Mm-hmm. Get a table. Show up. You know, mm-hmm. you have a target audience, you know. We've got these romance writers whose pens bleed red. I mean, all the love they have to give. And I, you know, in some cases underrepresented, in some cases they, they, for whatever reason, feel like they don't measure up. I don't know. But we're saying, hey, look, you got a place over here with us. You know, um, there's this one lady I know, a couple of ladies I know, actually, they're right, um, <laughs> What is it? Damn it. Westerns. She literally, like, she's like a beast with writing Westerns. But I feel like, you know, she knows her audience. She knows her Mm -hmm. market. But this may be something else that she could say, you know what, let me just get out here and meet my people, you know, face to face. And I'm not saying that, you know, whoever else has their thing, that's their thing. And, And we're cool with that. We're in no way trying to upstage anyone else. We're not trying to come in nobody's neck. It's none of that. It's just like the three of us, we got together and was like, hey, look, what you think about this? What you think about that? We should do this. We should do that. All right. We even have this whole, like, voter system down. Like, all right, whatever the majority says, it's just three of us. So if two of y'all say yes and I say no, nah, then hell, I'm not voted. Like, I promise, like, we're all adults. We're all grown folks. We're not going to sit here and start lamenting about stuff that, we have no control over or being bitter or nothing like that about stuff like that. Like our chemistry is bananas. Like um, I actually endeavored to write with both of them, either together or on separate projects. But 
that's that's another thing that you know we we do represent like a united front. We do. Mm-hmm. We communicate about, uh, com- communicate about everything from the cost of tables to what do you think about these glasses? Like literally, like that was literally a conversation one morning, probably about five thirty in the morning. El is the latest of us to rise. Quirky is the first. I'm usually the second. El is almost always the one to hit us up at ten o'clock. Like I'm gonna choke the hell out of both of y'all. And we just like, all right, cool. Like I've been half over. You just starting. Like whatever, you know. But we know you'll see it, so we don't care, you know. But we don't keep anything from each other. We don't. Whatever it is, like, oh, I got a problem with that. What y'all think about this? And they just like, look, girl, just take the edge off. I'm like, all right, y'all know what? Y'all right. I'm probably am just like doing a little too much thinking. So that's a good part. It's no um, big eyes and little U's, if you will. We all handle our stuff diplomatically. We don't agree. We don't agree. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And move on, right? <laughs> listen. And listen, life's too short to be trying to sit here and play with people and their kids. I promise. <laughs> Too short. He's trying to worry about. Look, all we trying to do is get to Atlanta, show y'all a good time, let you all see how three boss black women do it, how we come real, how we correct, and we're united, and you know how people. I bet you they ain't even that tight in real life. We are. We are. <laughs> no, make no mistake about it. We are. We text call each other all times of day or night. Like we are. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. Okay. I love it. I love it. I'm excited for what we're going to have experience from you guys in September. Um, so this is Alicia. You know, we have to always say who we are sometimes because we sound so much alike. Okay. <laughs> what was the most what was the most difficult part uh, about putting your your the the event together um, with everybody having different schedules and just different thought patterns? What was the most difficult part for that process? I think for us, I like I think for us is that the most difficult is honestly like coming up with a name and then that little boss, you know, the two, the two foot tall person, she just got up one day. Like, hey, what do I think about us calling it the literary evolution? It's like, Oh, by the way, I didn't create the website. I didn't put the email address together. I sent y'all the emails and y'all got the password. Okay. It's all in the group chat. All right. First of all, ma'am, good morning. <laughs> Second of all. Okay. So we all have our strengths. We do. She's great at delegating. She is. Like tonight, EL was mm-hmm. supposed to be on with you, but she had another commitment. So she's like, hey, can you step in? And here I am because I'm that one. It's like, no, nah, I'd much rather not. And here comes a little quirky one like, nope, nope, it's Rick's birthday. So we got us. Like somebody got to show up. Like, ah, damn it, y'all got me. So, you know, that's the thing is that we're all hey. okay to say, <laughs> what? Oh, nah, we feel about that. I'm just kidding. Well, no, it's nothing, no. I just, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. me. If I'm nothing, I'm real. Uh, Absolutely. You'll get that. If you get nothing else, I'm real. I'm real honest, (laughs) real frank, real up front. (laughs) I am. And it depends on the day. I can probably be a real jerk. It's not today. Today, Thursday. Really? Friday. I don't Uh, get that. No, I'm not a jerk at all. I'm not. 
I'm not. I'm I'm playing about that part. No, not a jerk at all. Um, <laughs> but I think the I think the in the beginning for us was trying to coordinate a time to actually meet to like have mm-hmm. our first official like okay sit down let's talk about this and what you bring it to the table type of thing. Um, I think that that was the hardest for us. And once we crossed over and crossed that part, everything else was like, all right, I created the group chat. Okay, I created the email. Okay, so do this. Okay, do that. And then for me, um, I had already had a previous uh, group me or whatever that was on my phone. And so KR sitting like text. And so she'll text me personally like, like, nigga, I know you see my text. I do it. I didn't. Like, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't know. Let's do this. Let's figure it out. So that's what we did. We figured it out until all the texts started popping up once we figured out what the heck I did. Um, so once we got over that first meeting, like, then we'll start texting each other back and forth, like, hey, what y'all think about this? Like, hey, what y'all think about that? So we, like, literally, I think at the top of the year or end of last year, say, hey, let's have a meet and greet. Let's do it so that we can do, like, this small icebreaker mm-hmm. and like honestly because we're all creative beings I don't know who come up with what first or it's always you know what I was thinking about that but I was gonna wait until you know we talk later oh you know what I thought about that too but I wasn't really sure you know how y'all how y'all feel about it and so most most times it's almost always we're on the same page me, I'm the bleeding heart of the group, so I'm like, look, let's just get a whole damn shop away. And they were like, look, wait, reel it on in. Bring it back. Bring it back. Listen, listen. And so that's what I think I love about the fact that it's three of us, but we all give each other balance. We all ain't no, girl, you, who she thinks she is trying to do this, that, and the third? Don't do none of that. Don't do none of that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. KR is the one that would probably panic a little bit, but because she's so cool under pressure, you won't know. You won't know. El is the one who's like so laid back and she likes smooth sailing, but you know she's silently killing you, like for real. So it's it, it's the the chemistry is bananas between us, but it's like we all know each other enough. Like at this point, it's February and we're planning for next year already. Awesome! Mm-hmm. I love it. So what can we expect at the uh, this fabulous event in September? Um. Fun, fun, fun. Like, again, under underrepresented genres. We got horror. We got sci-fi. We got fantasy. We got you name it. We we pretty much got it. Like, we, we just want every African-American, male, female, cat, dog, we don't even care. If, you, if, if you're a cat and you're able to pay for that table, by all means. You can get up here and meow all day. I don't care. We got um, <laughs> vendor opportunities, hair, um, body oil, um, you name it. So it's not exactly a book event, but it's something for everyone. Um, we mm-hmm. do have um, the first hour where we like to call them VIRs, the very important readers, where they get in an hour before the actual crowd gets in. Um, and mm-hmm. they get a chance to kind of buy buy books in advance, right? Um, chop it up with authors, get photo ops, all of that stuff. Um, it is um, the VIR is a charge for that, but 
the event itself for the general public is free. Um, we will be at the Atlanta, Atlanta Technical College. I think I said that right. Atlanta Technical College, um, where, of course, it's free to the public, but it's a place that's opportune for a good book traffic. So, um, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's, a, it's an optimal spot. It is one of those. I don't know. I just don't think that anyone should miss it. They shouldn't even want to miss it because I'm sure that if you fancy yourself a reader, like a for real reader, like I'm not one mm-hmm. into fantasy writing, but I'll read it. I'm not one. I don't call myself a romance writer where I might have a love part, but not, not no sassy, like, oh, my God, and he's going to die in love type. No, 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 no. So I'm writing all the wrong stuff about that love. And then we might have a pretty bow. <laughs> but we're not, we're not coming in here talking about so, Oh, and he just lasted down the moon and gave it to her. No, 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 no. I saw an arrow at the moon and that mug broke in a million pieces. Like, that's what we're doing. Um, so, so that, let me think. Again, we do have, um, I don't know. I just think it's something for everyone. Honestly, like we got people that are entrepreneurs. They sell oils and crystals and hair because, you know, hair is like the happening thing, especially in Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I'm trying to remember. I think we have six or seven vending opportunities. I'm not really sure. Um, but, yeah, so the way that it's set up, though, is that we have the, like, the vestibule area. Um which is the annex where you, you know, that's where, you know, prime real estate, right? And then mm-hmm. the ballroom um, is where, so we're using both parts of the, of the, um, of the hall and we're optimizing like the space that we have. Mm. I love it. it. I love really it. fun event. Yes. And so when you guys um when you guys pick the is there is there a admissions fee? Do we have to purchase tickets on Eventbrite or anything? Um, for the very important readers, well all of the tickets are sold on Eventbrite. The caveat to that though is this. We have publisher spots available. So we have spots for the publishers, like if they want to come and showcase their authors, right? So we got a publisher who can get a table for $400, but he can bring two authors that, to represent the company that will sell the books. Now, however they divvy up the funds after the books are sold, that's on them. We're just saying, hey, dude, your table, 400 bucks. You can, If you want to bring your whole roster, their books, fine. That's I mean, four hundred bucks for for a publisher. I don't think that's bad. Um, that's not. So we have we have that. We have the VIR. I want to say they're ten dollars. And you know, it's so weird. It's like I do the pricing, and I don't even know. Hold on one second. But yes, they are um, at Eventbrite. Um, Misha, I will inbox you the link once I've gotten it pulled up. I'll inbox that to you. Um, we do have. A couple, um, our headliner. I don't know if you guys have heard of. Yeah, I know you have uh, Letitia Lovely. That's um, mm-hmm. 
Oh, we got the headline for us. And then we have Pamela Samuels Young. And then we have a couple keynote speakers. We have one that's going to be tackling um, domestic violence. And then we have one that's going to talk about um, breaking out into the industry and um, doing the agency part of that. So those are the things that um, we have. So, again, it's not your typical, like, okay, come browse and buy. I mean, these are – we know that um, domestic violence plagues the African-American community. We know that the men are victims just like women are, right? Um, and a lot of these women that are coming have either been a part or knew someone. Um, one of my closest friends here in Chicago is actually a survivor. Um, my little baby that I mentor to, she's a survivor. So I know personally um, how domestic violence affects people. And so we have someone that, that she's written about it, and she um, – is dispelled, you know, she's there to dispel some rumors and some myths, but then to also let people know that this is this is real, like it's real out here. Um, then we have um, Letitia's only going to come only the way she can, you know, uh, Pamela Samuel Jean. I promise you I hope I'm saying her name right. Um, I know it's Pam or Pamela. And then we got, um, what else, what else, what else? I think that's about it. I know we have about three speakers and two headliners. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, three speakers and two headliners. <clears throat> I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm in. excited. I live, I live in Atlanta. I live in Atlanta. I'm so, Lisa. Tony live in New okay, York. Lisa, so that's fine. You know, let me tell you what happened, though, because so let me tell you how it's going to happen. It's on a weekend. So, you know, Southwest comes out of New York, and the train comes out of New York. And, and like, now you got about seven months to plan, so you don't really – six and a half months. Um, and then Southwest Avenue sells, like, $59 for some tickets and stuff. So, yeah. Then we got, like, if you go to um, thelitevo.com, all of our information is there. Um, when you click on the the link and it'll say like where to stay, that's the hotel that we've uh, blocked the rooms at. Um, if there are people that are listening, guys, and you're saying, look, I don't have the whole $200 to pay for a table right now. Do y'all take payment plans? We do. 50% <laughs> up front first and then 50% due at a later date. But you have to make the payment on the actual website. Now, if you're going to pay straight out, you can go ahead and do that on Eventbrite. But if you, if you need a payment, right, listen, the one thing that we, we know, because we are all independent authors, we know how hard you have to squeeze a dollar, especially when you have to work another job and steal pedal books. We know this. We did not go mm-hmm. into this with the mindset that we're trying to rob or rape anyone. We literally thought about every instance that we could to say, hey, look, we're going to make it cost effective. We're going to make it affordable for the people. We're going to make it to the point where, you know, everybody can still come, sell books, have a Mm -hmm. dope time, get to meet some really good people, and then look forward to the same thing next year. And let them know when it is. What's the date of it it is actually going to, the meet and greet is going to be Friday night, um, September 6th, 
um, time, date, and location. Time and location could be announced. I go say date because we've been announced the date. Uh, the location to be announced. Um, the actual event is at the Atlanta Technical College. Um, it starts at ten thirty. No, starts at eleven. Meaning, VIRs get in at ten. So from ten to eleven, they get the first meet and greet pictures, photo ops, all that fun stuff with their favorite authors. And then mm-hmm. eleven o'clock, the doors open for the general public. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be September. And I know, right? But see, that's why that's why we call it a different kind of book affair. Because let me tell you what, what I found out. I'm not a huge drinker. I love Jesus Christ with everything I have in me, but that I am because I'm I'm who I am because of him. However, we want to be in a place where everybody can, because, you know, as authors, the first thing people will say is they think they all have because they write books and they think they all have, and it's not that. Like, I remember mm-hmm. when I first met Quirky and met her left about this to this day. I was like, I thought she was one of those tall, stuck-up, skinny, model-type chicks Ooh. that was just like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told her that, and she was like, but when I, when I met her, she came in with all this personality packed in this little silver coach purse. And it was the first thing I said to her. I was like, girl, let me get that bag. She's like, yeah, no, nah, not this bag. But anyway, but we hit it off instantly. <laughs> And and mm-hmm. to this day, like, we still laugh about that. Like, you know, so I hit her with, yeah, that old tall, skinny model type chick. Like, girl, whatever. So that, like, you know, but see, that's the thing we want to also do. We want to bridge the gap. We want to, you know, separate the divide between author and reader. You know, I don't right. really like to call them fans because, you know, fans, like, that means you'll do something, like, super stupid and super crazy to kind of get the attention of this person. Like, for me, then mm-hmm. I'll have you committed. I'm just saying, like, I'm going to get you some help. Um, but as far as, like, knowing that your authors are people, too, like, some of us might be on the on the thick and chunky side. Raise his hand, because, yeah, but I'm still <laughs> fine. Make no mistake about it, I'm still fine. However, <laughs> look. Some of us may be a little bit on the introverted side, um, but at the end of the day, we're still human. We're still people. We still and we like to meet the people that make all of this possible. Because I tell people mm-hmm. all the time, if I never publish another piece of work, I'll always write. Mm-hmm. That's that's the long and the short of it. If I never publish again, that's fine with me. But I'll always be a writer. Wow. Absolutely. Well, you know, we We still appreciate (laughs) Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, we do something fun here on Let's Chat. And we like to do fun things with our guests. What? It's not that bad. It's really not. (laughs) Everybody dreads it. And and this is the thing. (laughs) As an author, but I'm just saying, for you as an author, if you're able to walk into a grocery store and pitch your book to somebody you don't even know, this is easy. <laughs> and, it, it, and it really is. It's, it's, it's really, a, it's like a pitch. Uh, oh, it's a live oh. excerpt. So T is going to give you, uh, she's going to give you two props. 
you can make oh, so y'all anything. Y'all don't even let me like read nothing. Y'all just gonna tell me just make a story off the dome. That's right. That's what y'all do. do. And that allows our listeners to be able to experience their creativity and set them to your world a little bit. Lord. (laughs) Y'all, they might not want to come over. Because listen, I question my own sanity. I need some therapy after I write. So I'm just saying, like, I don't know now. (laughs) You got this, girl. You got this. But we so appreciate you sharing so much of your time with us tonight. You really do. And uh, we hope our listening audience got a whole lot of writing, taking those notes down, and making sure they come out and support your big events. But just two props that we want you to write to to, uh, give us a live excerpt on are a pair of handcuffs. Oh, and Wait, I gotta make sure my pastor ain't listening first, y'all. I gotta make sure she oh. ain't listening. Now let me stop. Pastor, girl. Pastor, we want you to plug your ears for five minutes. No. That's all we need. Just, just, just trying to plug your ears a little bit. She will repent after. <laughs> will I? No, let me stop. Right. <laughs> and this too shall pass. <laughs> but a pair, <laughs> but a pair of handcuffs. And a raincoat. If you can give Wait, us a what? live excerpt regarding that. You, oh. have, you got that? A pair of handcuffs and a mm-hmm. raincoat. Okay, so are you saying like the proverbial raincoat or are you saying an actual physical raincoat? Help me. You, you can whatever use whatever raincoat you want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> whatever raincoat you want it to be. Oh, I like that twist, though, <laughs> Right, I like that. She, she was, she was thinking though. That means that she's thinking. She like, so what kind of raincoat? Yeah. Whatever right. kind of raincoat you want it to be. <laughs> oh wow! Give me one second. <laughs> Yeah, y'all got me over here all nervous and stuff. Let me think. Let me think. I'm, I'm Don't think I'm be nervous. nervous. You got it. Hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm trying to think if I should just, like, use the character's name or... Yeah. Okay. You can use the character's name. I wouldn't dare. Um... So, Mason pulled up <clears throat> to the light. His mind was already preoccupied with the, the the dilemma that he had going on at home. He didn't know how he was going to explain how he was sitting in his car, minding his own business, when he let somebody finesse him out of his clothes. Being the quick thinker and the liar that he is, he had to think of, a way for Shalice not to to suspect that he had been cheating yet again. So remembering that Shalice was always wanted like to be ready for any kind of weather, he remembered that she had packed some rain gear in their trunk. So he ran to the back of the trunk and he snatched out the, the poncho that was in his bag. Sitting at the light, he's sitting here thinking to himself like, damn, how could I be so dumb? 
Like, how could I be so dumb? Like, what am I going to tell her that I'm walking in the house with my damn work socks on and a poncho? And they finally pulls up to the condo complex. He gets out. He takes the, the, the freight elevator up to the penthouse floor. He gets off. He looks out, and he sees a big picturesque window staring back at him. The house is dark. So he says, lights on. And one by one, the lights in the living room lit up. Lise, Lise, are you there? I'm Lise, in. honey. in the hallway, still listening for her voice. She's listening for a reply. He hears nothing. He walks even further still down the hall. He sees that their bedroom door is ajar. Lise? Lise, are you in there? He's walking. He gets there, and he hears these mumbles. He hears moans. He hears groans. Lights on. So the lights in the bedroom, they all start to come on one by one in a circular motion, just the way he programmed them to. So looking to the right, to the left of him, he sees their master bathroom, the ensuite. The lights are on, the bathroom is standing in the shower um, is going. To the right of him, he sees their bed. He says, oh, my damn. Here I am thinking I'm pulling one over her, on her, and she got my baby mama handcuffed to the head and the footboard. <laughs> oh, oh, girl, you, <laughs> girl, you better stop it. You better you stop it. Do it. Hey, that's the baby mama. She said the baby mama was handcuffed. I'm like, what? Evolution, or you can go to thelitevol.com 
And you can also place your orders for tickets there. Um, my personal books are sold wherever ebooks are sold. And my very first book, Sin and Redemption, is actually available in paperback. Um, and the title of that, again, Sin and Redemption and then Vengeance will be mine. Um, Leash, I'm going to hit you up with the Eventbrite page. I have to, like, pull it up. Then I can send it okay. to you. Okay. All right. That's right. Um, um, what about? Okay. Oh, um, I am on Instagram as Lady04, L-A-D-I-I-04. Facebook is just me, Shite A. Curry. Um, and I really don't do Twitter, but if I did, probably too churchy for y'all, but it's made to worship um, zero one. And that's my Twitter handle. Um, I think that's about it. So, yeah, if you guys got questions, comments, or concerns, don't hesitate to um, either go to the site, check it out. All of the FAQs are there. Hit KRL or myself up. If there's anything that you guys don't um, don't get or you guys have any questions about, like the payment plans or anything like that, then don't hesitate to hit one of us three up and we'll be guaranteed to get back to you. More than likely to be even me or Quirky to get back to you if you do it any time before 10. Anytime after 10, you might get a reply from EF. Before 10 o'clock, if you did me or Quirky. Um, so we are looking forward <laughs> to having you guys there. No, I'm just being honest. Like, that's the one thing we know about each other. We know, like, oh, yeah, she ain't up yet. Um, so we are looking forward to um, – making this the first of many, many um, events and occasions where authors can come together, they can get together with their reading audience and just enjoy themselves. Leash I and love it. thanks for having us. Thank you so Lee, thank much. Thank you guys for coming to kick it with us here in the chat room and sharing your time and your space with us. And you guys are welcome back anytime. Thank you so much. Absolutely. You guys have a good one, okay? You, you too. too. Thanks again. Okay. Bye-bye. Girl. Yes. <laughs> that was good. You see she had me in there when she was paying me so I am here. <laughs> and then she had the baby mama tied the handcuffs to the I said not the baby mama handcuffs I to the baby. Oh my god. I, I wasn't expecting I didn't that. Expect that. <laughs> that was good. Absolutely. <laughs> you guys are tuned into let's chat. I miss Lisa. You know, I got my right hand, and most of the time, she is my last, the fabulous Miss Tony. Oh my God, y'all! That was we went a little over, um, but that was a great snack. We call that a literary snack. A literary snack mm-hmm. that we received. <laughs> it was. It was. It was really good. <laughs> oh my goodness. It just kind of took my breath away. I'm just, like, excited as a reader. (laughs) (laughs) But we have our next fabulous guest in here. Now, this is a little twist. Uh, We know it's it's Lit Thursday for all those that are tuning in. Thursdays are It's Lit Thursdays here on Let's Chat. And we will, we are, days we will be educating and advocating for authors here on Let's Chat on Thursdays. But today we got a little a little twist to our show. We have the fabulous mm-hmm. CEO, uh, Angel Taylor, and she's the CEO of Art Artful Angels. And so she's going to come mm-hmm. in here and going to talk that talk with us. Welcome to the chat room. 
Good evening. How are you? We are good. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having me. You um, are more than welcome. So, <laughs> Dylan, you want to start off saying something? Nope, Dylan's not on here. It's just us and you. We want you to tell okay. everybody okay. a little about a little tell everybody a little bit about Artful Angels, uh, and why you created it and your passion behind your brand. Um, so I am Angie. Um, I'm a 50 year old woman um, here in South Florida, and um, um, as you know, life has its turns. Um, I've been able to, um, I think, evolve and just grow with everything that has been um, dealt to me, um, and so much so where. You know, there's been some uh, uh, repetitious um, mistakes that I've made along the way, but I've always seemed to um, persevere and have that attitude about um, seeing something greater or more that's in front of me, no matter what um, the the situation may be. Um, About two years ago, July of 20. Uh, 17, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, and um, mm-hmm. um, it was something when I was diagnosed, I wasn't really surprised um, because both uh, my grandmothers on my mom's side and my dad's side both had breast cancer, and mm. um, <clears throat> and countless of uh, other women in my life. Um um, I'm of African American descent, and uh, my mom was a native of um, Bahamas, Nassau, Bahamas. And it has been shown that um, a lot of uh, Caribbean women um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> have developed some sort of cancer. Um, when I was diagnosed with it, I I felt a lot myself. I need to say that. I felt a lot myself. Um, I often give myself, like, I would, I love my body. I'm 5'9". I've learned to uh, long legs and, and, you know, at one point in time growing up, um, awkwardness and and shyness of being, like, just really tall, light-skinned, very lanky, um, black female. But, you know, I learned to embrace my body over time. Um, Mm -hmm. And, um I felt this lump. Um, at first, I was scared to do something about it. It was like two weeks of feeling this um, foreign, something different that I had never felt. Um, but I, I went to my doctor, and um, she felt it as well. And then the next day, I had an ultrasound and a biopsy, and then um, I, I got the diagnosis. But <clears throat> um, I actively treated it. Uh, it was scary. Mm. I was down. I was down here in South Florida um, alone. I moved from Baltimore, Maryland, um, just like mm-hmm. a year prior to, just ready to start something new in my life. And um, I'm a widow. Um, my husband died at, I was 42 years old, and uh, I was just ready to start a new life. And the one thing about me, I, I want to say this, is that I'm a single mom. Um, I raised two beautiful kids. 
127 and 122. I always had that, like, that, 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 that pride where I, I didn't want to ask nobody for help. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a recovering addict. Um, I need to say that. I think that's important. Um, and, uh, I've been clean now for 21 years. Um, but with that said, thank you. Thank you, mama. I, um, I, I just felt like, you know, um, me moving down here and starting something new and then later being diagnosed with breast cancer, I had to fight, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. did just a sense of, like, I've always had this sense about um, I I didn't want to ask for help. You know, I, I had that, that, that pride going on. Um, but mm-hmm. you know one thing I've learned? We all need somebody. That's right. You need some, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody Trusting, um, and, and, and we yearn for that. We love for that. I think that's, that's, that's the beauty of human nature, you know, because um, mm-hmm. you can't make it in this world by yourself. You just can't. Okay. And it's not, it's not a religious thing. It's a spiritual thing. It is the truth. You cannot make it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got diagnosed and uh, I got treated, and it was a long haul. It was a long haul, five months of. Uh, uh, chemo, chemo for me um, was four and a half hours every week in a chair, a lazy boy chair, and you sitting there and you know you sick as a dog um, afterwards for four days. Um, mm-hmm. But but I, I needed to see something beyond what I saw on the X-ray, which was that you know that carcinoma, that tumor. Um, and uh, I, I just, I really, I just wanted to fight. I just, I really did. And there was many times I came in this door and I remember the second treatment, all hair was gone, baby. Yeah, all hair was gone. Mm. To my eyelashes, to the follicles on my head. Um, and, uh, you know, I rock wigs. And, uh, but, but it wasn't, it wasn't rocking the wig. It was the fact that when I pulled the wig off, because when I went, when I came in the door, you know how like you got a weave, and I, I I get it, you know you 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 pull your hair back in a ponytail, you wrap your bandana, but it's a difference when you come in the door from work and you pulling it off and it's naked and it's raw, and you the hair that defines us as women from all aspects are gone. You look differently. You look sickly. And I didn't want to look sickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I just wanted to keep fighting, but I, I was depressed. I was depressed. And I did not want to say that I needed help. Mm-hmm. But I just, I didn't want to be alone. Um but I, 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 I persevered, um, five months of chemo, and then I had a double mastectomy. And um, I let the girls go. I had a little boo party, um, and I, I, I opted to have reconstruction with having a tummy mm-hmm. tuck. So my breasts were built <clears throat> um, the same time that my breast was taken. Mm. 14 hours, 14-hour surgery, um, wow. but I made it through. 
Yeah, yeah, long surgery, really long surgery. And um, and chemo will have a woman so where, you know, it will do its job, what it's supposed to do, which is to minimize uh, carcinoma, any type of cysts or tumors, but it, it depletes your white blood count. You know, it, it, it breaks down in other areas. Um, you know, your mm-hmm. nails start falling off. Um, my toenails, my fingernails. Um, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your mouth tastes like you sucked on some goddamn pennies for, like, months at a time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you feel better on your fourth day, but then on your fifth, sixth day, you got to go through chemo once again. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was real. But, you know, life is real. And I, I just want to, um, I want to be able to share my story, um, share that there is hope, share that, you know, um, it's relatable. And, you know, that, you know, I think at times we feel like our shit is so unique and like, you know, we the only ones going through, whether it's, you know, be, um, you know, you the only one guy, you know, hurt or, or, or beat up by a woman or a man or, you know, you did some wrongdoing to your parents or your children or you've been sexually abused or raped. And I get all of that because I can relate to every single thing I just said because I have gone mm-hmm. through it um, mm-hmm. and sick. But, you know, I, I, I just want to just say let's not give up. You know, um, we are more alike than we are apart. And the thing is, is being able to say, you know what, Um, maybe I might need some help in this area. Um, Maybe I just might need to reach out to somebody that, you know, may be able to give me uh, a word or, you know, um, a little bit more over real quick to sum it up. I, I knew I wanted to give back in some kind of way after I had gone through this battle of breast cancer and, uh, I met a young lady at uh, at the dry cleaners, and long short, she knew of my journey because <clears throat> she had seen me uh, come bring in my clothes to get dry cleaned. And so one particular day, I went to the dry cleaners to drop off my clothes. Uh, I was rocking a scarf after uh, this was um this was um uh, post surgery after after biopsy. I mean after the uh, double mastectomy, and. Um, she was there, and there was a customer in front. And then, anyway, um, when I went to the front, she hugged me and everything. She was just like, "Miss Taylor, so good to see you." And I uh, reached out, hugged, her and everything. And her aura was off. Her personality, her whole energy was off. And I, I asked her, "Was she okay?" And she said, "Yeah." And when I went to hug her, we did my transaction, gave her my clothes, whatever. Did my transaction when I went behind a booth to hug her. I mean, it's like the floodgates just opened. And she said to me, um, Mrs. Taylor, I feel two lumps. And I said, um, okay. And she, and I said, um, you know, how long have you felt them? And she said, for a while. And um, the young lady, she's probably African-American. Nikki is probably in her, like, 30s, I think. And I said, well, let's get a mammogram. And she said, I don't have insurance. And I said, it's okay, I'm going to pay for it. I just need you to, when I say come, I work at a hospital. I said, you know, when I tell you to come, I'd like you to, you know, say, you know, you're going to arrive at this appointment. 
And um, she looked at me so foreign, and, like, she was like, you would do that for me? And I was just like, yeah, I'd do that for you. And um, needless to say, um, I made the appointment, and she didn't show. We had been in contact, and she didn't show. Um, And I didn't understand that. I swear to God, I'm not lying to you. I didn't understand it. And I went back to the cleaners like two weeks later. And um, she was there. And I was like, Nikki, you know, I made this appointment, you know, um, got everything worked out with my job. You know, what's the problem? You know, we had been communicating by text. She said you were coming. And she said to me she didn't want to know. And that was the most oddest thing, the hardest thing. Like, I never thought, I thought maybe she might have said, you know, she had some car issues or something came up. She said she didn't want to know. And um, I I said, you don't know what we know. We don't know nothing. Like, you know, you could just have cysts and they could be benign. They could be just nothing. Or, you know, it could be something to the full extremity, but we it's the not knowing that doesn't bother you? And she said, no, I just don't want to know. And I didn't get it at that time, but I had to realize, you know, with the serenity prayer, you know, there has to be acceptance of things. And um, come to find out, she actually ended up getting a mammogram like six months down the road. Um, and, um, you know, she has a praise God report where um, she does have these cysts in her, but they're all benign. Um, so I'm grateful for that. But that's what had me to start what uh, or the passion, what I'm supposed to be doing um, as it related to breast cancer. So this has been a um, journey. Um, again, I'm 51 years old. Social media, I am not that, you know, that's not my strong suit. Um, I'm a people person. I'm a live person. I am a, you know, like reach out, touch me kind of person. Very emotionally, very feely. Um, so, you know, for me to come here um, live on this chat room, I'm honored. I am deeply honored. Um, I never really shared my testimony like this or my story. But um, the angel part of it is uh, part of my name. I'm Angela Renee Taylor. And um, I've always felt like um, I um, have been able to help somebody along the way. Um, too much to talk about with my husband, um, but we'll, we'll chat on that another time. Um, um, but that, that was a journey, too, um, and how he died. Um, he was sickly. Um, I didn't know to what capacity, but um, he didn't suffer long, and he um, he passed on. But I, I just you know, felt like I've always needed or desired to protect from an, you know, uh, angelic aspect. And so Artful Angels is how I came up with my nonprofit. So I am, uh, my vision is to um, provide free mammograms, free mammograms for uninsured, undeserved women here in South Florida. Uh, I love Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, and um, <clears throat> also just to note, um, on Facebook, I am Artful Angels. My website is um, 
www.artfulangels, plural with an S, dot com. And um, I know I have Instagram, and that's uh, Artful Angels. And Twitter, I ain't going to lie, I don't have that account up yet, right? But um, it's more than something. <laughs>
you know, because you never know who's listening and what stage in their lives they are at that listening point. So we so appreciate you, and thank you for sharing that personal journey of yours with us. Absolutely. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you all so much again. You are so very welcome, and you are welcome back here anytime, as uh, Mr. Dillon can testify to that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Appreciate. Appreciate. <laughs> Absolutely. We appreciate you coming to kick it with us in the chat room. This was an awesome, awesome, awesome night. You shared Thank your story you. with us. You took time with us. I know you just had surgery, so you're recovering with us, and we appreciate you for that. We want you to have a speedy recovery. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you again. You all be well. Okay, you too. Stay blessed. What a night, Leash. It was phenomenal. Three fantastic guests, three awesome testimonies, all needed to be heard, and they were heard right here on Let's Chat. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. Now, we don't have a show tomorrow, y'all. Now, we want y'all to remember, Thursday is now It's Lit Thursday. We will always have... Literary education with us. That's the one thing we love to do here on Let's Chat um, is educate uh, because so many authors that are are thinking about certain things, they need to learn certain things, some things that they need to know. I think I know what you know because you know it. We say that all the time here on Let's Chat. And there's the business side that people don't talk about, people don't know, and people don't experience. So we want to be able to be that experience for so many. We thank you guys for coming to seek with us on today. We will see y'all next week. Next week, we got Elijah Foreman and his crew coming back in here uh, Thursday and Friday. And so we're going to have a great day and a great two days in literature on next week. And we will see y'all then. Have a great evening and a great weekend. And let's do some... Busting my tail on a nine to five Just to keep up, try to stay alive Promise my lady we gon' be alright She be crying while she praying for a better life Hustling on the side for a bag of rice Gotta feed the fam, gotta pay the price Gotta keep trucking through the Georgia clay Gotta stay searching for better days Gotta keep my faith to make a way Gotta get extended so the gas can pay Sweet Georgia, hold me down Keep my feet planted on solid ground From the New York home to the Florida shine Up to the Maryland, D.C. line Back down south, repeat prime Sweet Georgia
Discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 